You're listening to a CFMS podcast. Welcome to the Life as a Doctor to Be podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the speakers during these episodes are their own and do not reflect the express opinions of the CFMS. So maybe from there, I'll transition us into uh, our last little kind of sign-off part. Um, so with that, I guess... Uh... Sorry. Let's just give it a sec. he's not ready for this episode to end yet yeah right um okay so uh with that maybe we'll we'll transition into our last uh uh okay so with that maybe we'll transition into the last little part where um i'll try again in a second we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there marriage and family planning um, podcast for the Life as a Doctor to Be. So you can probably hear my son in the background. Um, and what that means is on this part, um, we're going to have bring our partners in to uh, talk about their experiences as uh, we've gone through medical school up to this point. So in the last episode, we talked, and, and this time we're going to get their perspective. Um, so in this episode, we have myself, Lucas, Cassandra, um, Tyler, who is Cassandra's partner, Dakota, uh, Danielle, who's Dakota's partner, and then my uh, my partner Sarah, and my my son, who's grunting and groaning in the background, uh, six months old. That's James. Okay, so I think what we'll do to start off with is we'll just have our partners introduce themselves, and then we'll uh, dive into things. So, Sarah, can you just kind of introduce yourself? Give a little bit of a maybe a really brief overview of. Uh, our relationship, like how long we've been together, and um, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, my name's Sarah. Lucas and I started dating um, in 2009, so way back in high school. <laughs> we recently got married this year, this summer, and we have two boys together. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so maybe now, uh, Tyler, do you want to introduce yourself and Cassandra? I'm Tyler. Uh, me and Cassandra have been together for just over 10 years now. Uh, we got engaged two years ago. Oh, and we met uh, about 10 years ago at a heavy metal concert, a band called Catatonia. We started a mosh pit together and ended the mosh pit together and been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story. Um, Danielle will now introduce herself. I'm Danielle. <laughs> I am a ruminant nutritionist for a feed mill in Ontario, and I am currently in the first year of my master's in animal nutrition through the University of Glasgow. I have been with Dakota for almost 10 years. We've been married for just over one now. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Uh, I did want to ask, sorry, separate from the introductions, uh, Lucas and Sarah, how did you find uh, getting married during a pandemic? How was that experience? I'll, I'll maybe let her comment first and then and then go from there. Um, I don't know. I thought it was great. Didn't have a lot of the normal like wedding stress and I could just kind of pick what I wanted and that was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I it was awesome because we didn't have to, we had a built-in excuse to have a really tiny wedding. Um, so it worked out perfect. Like it was, um, we actually planned it like less than a month before we did it. Um, mm-hmm. So we just did it like super fast. And then there was, it was just us four. So the, us two and then the two kids, we had a photographer and then we had a babysitter because we, we did photos. Um, so Sarah's, uh, one of Sarah's best friends came. Um, so it was awesome because it was so small and we didn't have to coordinate anything. Nobody felt left out because everybody was left out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a chatty chatty boy on my lap. Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, that sounds 
I, I loved our wedding, but there was a lot of stress around planning it. Ours ended up being actually around a hundred people, which is not as big as some people's weddings, but it was incredibly difficult to plan while being a pre-clerkship student. And I don't know if I would do it again the same way. I think that Tyler and I will jump in here right now because we're actually <laughs> planning our wedding. And can you guys give us some tips? Because you just yeah. said you were planning yours in pre-clerkship and that's where I am. Um, I honestly think the majority of this is going to fall onto Tyler, kind of as how we were talking about um, division of like relationship ma- maintenance and like household maintenance things tends to fall to the non-medicine partner. I feel like that's going to happen with our wedding. <laughs> uh, my biggest tip is I don't I guess I'm speaking from my experience your guys' families might be a little different but I know with at least with my family and her Danielle's family there's a lot of people who wanted their who had their own opinions about how we should do things and I'd say number one is it's your wedding do it the way you want to do it because it's only one day and it's over so quick that you really want to enjoy it awesome (laughs) yeah okay so I guess we can kind of transition into talking about how it's been having a partner who is in medical school since, you know, we're talking about planning our wedding in medical school. So Tyler, I think I'll ask you this question first. How has it been for you with having me being in medical school? It's been really interesting to learn about things that I probably never would have imagined myself being anywhere near learning. Not that I'm retaining any of it, but I definitely learn a lot from hearing you study and listen to lectures and stuff. Uh, But it's been good. Hasn't been a problem yet. I mean, the distance kind of sucks because I'm stuck in Vancouver and you're in Toronto or Ontario. But yeah, other than that, it's it's been fine. What do you think has been the most difficult part for you? Uh, Taking care of four cats by myself has probably been the most difficult. Um, but the distance probably just not being together, but trying to maintain, like, it's not difficult with all the electronic communication and everything going on now. It's, it's a lot more easy than it might've been before all of this, but yeah, I'd probably say the distance and being here in our situation, but by myself, like taking care of the place, taking care of the family and the cats and everything. So Sarah, how has your experience been? Um, having a, a partner in med school? I don't think it's been that different from what, you know, it's been like since being out of high school because you've always been in school pretty much the whole time. And so, you know, you've always been quite busy and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I don't find it really a whole lot different. Yeah. So it's been fine for me. And have you found anything uh, that's been more difficult or what's kind of been the most difficult thing about it? I guess just not like if I need help with something, you're not always available. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to help. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, in like when we talked in the last episode, I commented a little bit on, uh, like, <laughs> he's, he's starting to spit pots. That's the way he talks right now. So that was baby, not me. The one thing I commented on earlier was being in Saskatoon and like the divide, like when being away for the whole year during first year was hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of travel and trying to visiting and mm-hmm. communicating and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't an easy thing. For sure. You know, maybe we'll throw, <laughs> baby's being crazy. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll throw it back to Dakota for now. I mean, like we've, we've been together for so long. Like we're just two, two halves of one whole brain, pretty much. We're best friends. We, we do a lot together. We have our own things that we do separately, but the companionship and having somebody who's so supportive of anything I want to do aside from bull riding and <laughs> you won't let me ride bulls. So uh, I'd like to point out that that's not a controlling thing. That's a uh, wanting to not have a, deceased wife kind of thing and uh some of this might seem super obvious but what are the difficult parts about being in a relationship with a medical student oh time time together time spent at the hospitals the late nights the studying the just i mean he's so committed to med school 
and doing his best to get a good match that a lot of the time I feel like I'm I'm a single cat mom with no husband because um, he's always out and about. And I've got my own things that I do as well, too. Um, probably the most difficult thing was when we had our year of long distance while I was finishing my undergrad and Dakota was in his first year of medical school. So I was in Saskatchewan. He was in Ontario. It was quite the year, um, but we made it through. It's just a whole balance of communication and time management. I just wanted to comment. I think it's interesting, Sarah, that you point out that, uh, you know, is it really that different from when we were in undergrad or high school? Because I'm sure a lot of us have always been relatively busy people. So that's actually an interesting point I never really thought about. So I I think you guys both kind of highlighted how you feel, um, well, both couples rather, have highlighted how it feels like it hasn't really changed that much. But I'm wondering, Tyler, how has our relationship changed or has it since me going to medical school, do you think? I don't think it's changed too much between us. Just the way we communicate has to be different now. And there's certain things that have to be done differently, like just things around the house and Again, like taking care of the the families and stuff, but it hasn't changed. Our relationship itself hasn't changed because we're basically just on video chat like this, basically every night. Even if we're not talking, it's just on. And she's Cassandra will just be studying or whatever, and I'll be watching TV or whatever I'm doing. And they're just on, so it's kind of like we're still in the same room together, which is not really much different than when you're here. Yeah, <laughs> um, I definitely like I highlighted that in our previous episode where I was mentioning how we're like on Facebook video messenger like the whole time and you're just kind of chilling and I have you like minimized to this little like window at the bottom I'm doing my whole like studying making Anki cards and you're just chilling at the bottom um so I think that like that's like how we've kind of coped because we as I mentioned in the previous episode we are doing this sort of long distance thing I mean right now we're doing the COVID online so I'm back in Vancouver but at the beginning of my first year and then for the full well for most of first year anyways it was long distance so I think we coped with uh technology luckily luckily for us Sarah um have you have you noticed our relationship changing at all um since I started med school or any differences I think our relationship is stronger now than when you first got into med school (laughs) Um, and I think it's just, you know, you've grown stronger as you've been back, and especially now, you being here, I think it's been great, <laughs> just having you be able to, you know, at nighttime, have you there physically, getting to spend a little bit of time with just you. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I, I think I think our relationship has definitely improved um, since since started, uh, and I think it, especially the year apart um, was probably mm-hmm. really good for us, uh, and we yeah grew, grew together a lot more uh, after that year apart. So yeah, no, I agree. For anyone, well, for everyone who couldn't see, I was doing a shoulder pressing baby to <laughs> to stop him, just like throwing him up in the air over and over and over. He's very wiggly right now. But maybe we'll we'll throw it back to Dakota. I uh, I definitely agree. As hard as med school has been on mine and Danielle's relationship, I actually think we're probably in a stronger place than we were when we started. And I, as much as I hated that first year apart, and I don't think I'd ever want to do it again, I do think we appreciate each other's presence more. And I think uh, we actually fight way less than we did any time before that. And I think it's just because we realize that there is, um, you know, we should just enjoy each other as best we can since you know we are together uh before that we we didn't know any known anything different we lived together for four years we'd moved into uh moved in with each other right out of uh our home our childhood home so we had never lived alone either of us and so i think that was a growing experience and i think um again as much as i did not like it i think it definitely helped strengthen our relationship and definitely made it easier to get through what we've gone through in the three years since Yeah, I like what you're saying there. We spent my last year, you know, with the exception of the part that was affected by the pandemic apart. And I definitely agree with what you're saying about it feeling like 
the time that you have together now is you're more aware of how important it is because you had that time when you didn't have the opportunity to take each other for granted and be like, oh, yeah, you're just going to be home anyway. I'll be there. But it's like, oh, no, you're not here. So now, you know, I find I am appreciating being in Vancouver a lot more than I would have been if I had never left. So I wonder if Lucas, I don't remember if you said that you had spent time away from Sarah or not, but did you find the same thing if you did? I was a little distracted, but I think, I think what I caught was the question was like, did we uh, spend time apart? And then I, what was the second part? <laughs> it was, yeah, because <laughs> Dakota and, and myself, we both spent time away from our partners and found that we were able to, you know, uh, appreciate them better as a result. Did you spend time away from Sarah? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. So, sorry, for first year, we were um, about 250 kilometers apart. Uh, so for the entire first year, I guess it was only like 10, 10 months, but, um, but we were, we were apart. Um, and, and yeah, that was, that was the first time for me in particular that I'd lived completely alone. Um, and well, and her too, cause we moved in right after high school. And so I had to do a lot of things that I didn't normally do. Um, and I guess one funny thing is like just throughout that year, I ate the exact same meal three times a day, every day for the entire year. Because like that's how I eat when like she's not around. Was it popcorn? Well, no, no, no. But that's when I started popcorn. Because like, I did eat. Oh, I did. I mean, I did. I ate popcorn every night when I was away. That's when I started that, and now it's going for like two and a half years. Um, but no, I ate um, rice with some mixed vegetables and a little bit of chicken three times a day, every day. Jeez, that's, that's actually quite healthy. healthy. Yeah, that's almost like way healthier. I did like along with that. I realized how uh, helpless I am without Danielle. Like I uh, like I ate horribly. I don't. It's actually sad to say it now looking back, but I don't think I prepared a fresh meal for myself for like a year. It was all like frozen stuff, whatever I could get my hands on, just because. Apparently, I'm not good at taking care of myself, but I made it through. I'm still here, so. I like that. Okay, so I think I'll ask the next question. Tyler, have your goals or career aspirations been affected by me being admitted to medical school? Not for me. I was already settled in my job. I work in a warehouse. I uh, run a, a warehouse here in Vancouver. So that's kind of my, my thing. And I've been able to do it all the way through. It hasn't changed at all. And then I'm just kind of on the ropes with what you do. So I'll just kind of move and go based on your career aspirations. Yeah, because I can, there's warehouses everywhere. <laughs> I could just jump in wherever needed. So I'm a little more flexible. And I know your career path is more, a little more rigid. So then I'll just kind of up and go wherever you end up. Yeah, I think we were talking about that in the last episode. I mentioned how, I mean, it ties in with the fact that we're doing the long distance thing right now because the medical school part is so short relatively to the rest of my career that for you to move for only a few years and then we're moving again once I hit residency kind of seemed, I thought it was unfair to make you move. So we've that's why we're kind of in this position where we're split. But yeah, I we're both kind of on the same page of wherever residency lands us is where I guess your job's going to end up being pretty much. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I guess I can jump in there. So um, Sarah, have you, have your goals or career aspirations uh, changed? Oh, oh yeah. He's telling stories. So have your career aspirations changed uh, at all since my, since I started med school? Uh, I don't think so. When you started med school, I was working as an ECE, um, which, is. which is an early childhood educator. I worked with like five years and younger, <laughs> and I knew that that's what I wanted to do before you started school, and that still want to do that same career. I love working with tiny children, <laughs> so yeah, they stayed the same since. You've been cool. in med school. Um, Sorry. And Tyler, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like you said, you you know, you can get a job wherever she needs to be in that time. That's kind of uh, the same way I am. I can, you know, work with little ones wherever Lucas ends up 
needing to be at. Danielle, um, has being with me as a med student impacted your interests and what you hope to do with your career? <laughs> Never go into medicine. <laughs> <laughs> No, not really. I've always, I mean, I work with animals. I've always wanted to work with animals. I spend every possible waking minute with non-human animals. So no, I I wouldn't say it's impacted what I want to do. Do you think you'd be doing the same thing that you are now if, if I hadn't gone to med school at the University of Toronto? The, well, I wouldn't be working in Ontario. That's (laughs) for sure. No, I don't, I think Prior to you getting into med school, I still wanted to do what I'm doing right now. It's just a matter of where and when. Yeah, I understand that. I think, I feel like I can resonate with that, not knowing where I'm going to be anyway. And I think we can all sort of resonate with that. But I think it affects our partners differently because they kind of didn't choose to not know where they're going to be. So it's definitely a sacrifice they're making for the relationship. And I think, you know, we can acknowledge that. And I acknowledge that, you know, this isn't ideal for Tyler and myself, but it's, it is what it is. So we're just kind of making do. So I think we can follow up with a question. It's not totally related, but we do have a baby on the line. So it's kind of pertinent, but uh, how are we approaching family planning? So I guess, Tyler, I can ask you this. How are we approaching our family planning and has um, being in medical school kind of impacted um, how we had originally foreseen that? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a situation where for us, particularly, I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but for us, particularly, maybe bringing a child into it right now isn't the best. So it might have had to be delayed a little bit. But it's been something we've been thinking about talking about, like, when will be the best time. And then obviously, if it if it happens, it happens. (laughs) We'll deal with it. But yeah, it's just kind of delayed things to be in a more until we're in a more like secure known situation, mm-hmm. but with too much unknown for us, um, it's probably not the best time right now. Mm-hmm. I think it would be different too. If, if for example, we were both in the same city, it might not be like as much of an issue. Whereas because we're kind of in separate cities, it would either force a move for you or it would force us to have to like have a kid, part-time each and then like that's just a whole scenario that's confusing so yeah yeah then four cats and a kid sounds like a lot more work than four cats <laughs> <laughs> okay so i i think we can we can probably comment on this i uh, we had a little a little fun little moment our uh, little dude just pushed <laughs> himself back onto his knees a little bit for the first time um which is kind of cool uh and then he fell over but like <laughs> you can see him rolling in the background but um, Sarah, I guess how, from your perspective, how are we, or how are you approaching family planning, and has med school uh, impacted kind of how you've thought about it at all over the last little while? Well, for me, I, I mean, being the one that likes to take the main role um, of caring for them and all that kind of stuff, it's easier for me to say, like, you know, it doesn't really matter when we, you know, continue to grow our family, just because, you know, I can raise them anywhere. (laughs) Um, Yes, it's harder when, you know, like, you have to, you know, when we do move, we'll have to uproot our eldest son out of his school that he's been in since he started. Um, You know, which makes it difficult as they get older that way. But um, as for growing the family, um, I, I don't think there's ever really, you know, an ideal time. Um, I think it's just, you know, when you feel like you're ready to continue growing and want to keep growing it, that then you should. Or when it happens. Or when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of roll with it. Yeah. And that works too. Uh, f- for us, um, we don't have any kids. Uh, we Danielle's wanted to have kids for a really long time, and I do one day as well. But for a long time, I, I wasn't ready, and I'm still not ready, I don't think, and I don't know that I ever will be. It'll be something that happens, and I'll just learn it as I go. But we finally reached a spot where we're kind of like, if it happens, it happens. Early on, it did delay things quite a bit because I, you know, 
she wanted to have kids, but I was like, no, I'm still a student. I got lots of years left. I'm not going to be making money for a long time. We're not secure. So I just didn't feel comfortable. And then actually things have started to change where now I'm like, okay, I'm whatever. I'm pretty close to being done med school. I'll be a resident and I'll be, ha- I'll have some kind of an income. So I'm comfortable with it. Uh, but things have shifted where now uh, she started her career uh, and she's really excited to build that career. And so I think for at least the next few years, that's the plan is we're just going to stay with no kids, at least unless something happens, at which case we'll deal with that as it comes, but uh, she'll build her career and then we'll kind of reassess things. But I, I definitely agree uh, with Tyler and Cassandra that it's kind of, at least at the outset, it delayed things. Uh, we probably, if I didn't go to medical school, I feel like we would have had kids earlier. Um, whether that, you know, would have been the right thing for us or not, I don't know. I kind of agree with Sarah as well that I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect time. But yeah, now I think we've kind of reached the point where we both have things going on that we'd like to finish. But if it happens, it happens and we'd be happy either way. Yeah, it's just life's going to take us where it's going to take us and we'll roll with the punches. So just one real quick comment. Um, we uh, we laughed a little bit about like, you know, being ready, especially financially, because like <laughs> when when I so the reason why I went back to school was because she got pregnant when we were like 18, because I was just working. We were both just working jobs uh, out of high school. Um, and then I kind of freaked out because I was like, I don't like I was working in sales off, completely off commission. And it was super inconsistent. Um, and so I kind of freaked out and was like, okay, I got to go to school. And so like, I've never had a steady income uh, since I've had a kid and my kid and my oldest is like eight. Uh, <laughs> so like, I feel your pain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. School. I think we'll jump into the tips part. So Tyler, what are some tips for maintaining a relationship during medical school? Well, I can speak to distanced uh, relationships during medical school because I don't know living together while you're in med school. I haven't done that yet. But for uh, long distance, I can say the biggest one is to not or not to undervalue the importance of just being in each other's presence when you can, like electronically even, just through like a Zoom talk or a Facebook messenger or whatever. I know there's a lot of Uh, When you're in that kind of situation, there's probably some people feel like they need to talk a lot and talk the whole time, but there's something to be said for just hanging out and doing your own thing with each other on video. Uh, I think that's, that's a huge contributor to like a comfort level, which can help out at least from, from my end, I can't say about the actual med student end, but yeah, from my side, just having the person there, even if you're not talking, you're just hanging out, you're doing your own thing. That's, that makes a huge difference. I think that's been really important for us because that's kind of like how, like I spoke to this in our last episode as well, but that's kind of how, you know, I was in school a few years ago and when I was studying or doing homework or whatever, you'd be doing your own thing, but we're in the same room. And so I think we've created an effective continuation of what was working for us to like, like maintain our relationship before, but now we've adapted it to the distance. So yeah. Yeah. I think, okay. So we tried, this is, this is a failed a failed attempt at maintaining like a date night it did not work um so like <laughs> we didn't we didn't have any and um we didn't have any planned like date nights or like movie nights or anything last year and then i was talking to some people in my class who had long distance relationships and they were like oh yeah we have sundays re- reserved completely and i'm like oh wow i should probably do that that sounds responsible and then i didn't because i got really overwhelmed with staying on top of everything so I just continued on and then um, during the summer when I was back in Vancouver we started like hanging out more again and doing our regular Netflix nights like we were talking about and so we, we just finished like um, or we we just started a series on Netflix right before I left and I was like okay we got to keep this let's do this like once a week for six weeks I'll be back in six weeks we can do this like one night one hour it happened once and <laughs> and it didn't work very well. <laughs> and it didn't work. Netflix is not conducive to like um, sharing viewing. a screen. It won't let you share a screen. So it makes it really hard. And I'm like, okay, well, how else can we stream this like show? And yeah, so I can't even speak to the value of maintaining a date night, but I think it's important. <laughs> and I think another tip from the non-student side is you have to have patience and adaptability. Like if you don't, already have that you should probably you know do what you have to do to 
get yourself to a point where you can deal with everything that the student is going through because they're going through a ton and there's a huge burden on them and you being there as their support as opposed to like nitpicking little things or whatever might come up just to have patience and adapt to their situation. I think that's, that's been able to get me through a lot of uh, situations. I don't know what word to put there. <laughs> just there's nothing really has come up particularly. I'm just thinking like, like you just need patience and adaptability to their situation in order to maintain a healthy relationship with that person. Okay. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll jump in. Um, so Sarah, do you, do you have any tips uh, for maintaining a relationship during med school? Um, I a hundred percent agree with, uh, Tyler that, you know, you need to be patient and be able to adapt to whatever situation or, you know, having to, you know, move often or, you know, just things like that. You need to be able to do those things in order to have a relationship with somebody in medicine. <laughs> Because if you don't, it's not going to work um, just with, you know, because you guys are so busy and you need to stay busy to keep on top of everything. I also agree with the like date night thing um, or just making time together in general um, for just you two. Um, so for us, um, especially at nighttime before bed, we, you know, we sit and we have a snack and watch a show together every night um some nights it's with the baby <laughs> but you know it's an every night thing where you know at a certain time every night we you know we're done everything else for the day and we can just sit and be together so I think that's important um and we're we're quite consistent like sometimes it's yeah <laughs> generally we try and aim to be around like eight but there's been times where it's been like 10.30, and we still yeah. we still usually try, which is late. That's really late for us. <laughs> I know it's not for you, Cassandra, but like that's really late for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, and we'll still usually hang out for like 20, 30 minutes. Um, just a little bit even. Yeah. Just to keep that going. Yeah, I don't know. I think those are the biggest things for me. Dakota, do you want to jump in? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'll leave the tips up to Danielle and what she wants to talk about. I don't want to speak for her on that part of it. Um, but I will say, like, I know just being one of those students in medicine that, or at least I'll say for myself, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I know there are times when I am not the best partner. I am not the easiest to deal with. I struggle to make the time all work. And I know that that means that you guys have to have a lot of patience and things like that. And I just want to say we really appreciate it. And thank you for putting up with us sometimes. It's, uh, I, I mentioned in the last episode, I think we all said in the last episode that it would be really hard to do this alone. And so we really appreciate you guys uh, and everything you do for us. Uh, do you have any quick tips for maintaining a relationship during med school for anyone out there who's wondering how to make it all work? Just talk to each other, be honest, and don't forget to make time for each other. Even if you feel like you don't have time, It'll help you with the stresses of school and clinic and all that, that if you just take, make the time, make the time. It doesn't have to be a lot of time. I want to chime in on that and thank you, Tyler, for being patient and adaptable. It's been invaluable um, for making my way through this, this process, which I think is only going to be for the rest of my life. So... <laughs> Because it's like you're a student, but then you're a doctor and you still need that support. So I think having partners who can provide that and play that role is really important. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I totally agree. Maybe we'll transition into the last part. In the last episode, we asked uh, each other some questions uh, and we called them fun questions. So we answered them from our perspective. So um, what we thought the answer for us would be, and then what we thought the answer for our partner would be. Um, and we're going to do the opposite end now. Um, so we'll go, we'll go around. We'll ask the first question. We'll go around, talk about them, and then we'll, we'll continue on. Um, so the first question is who is most likely to deal with a spider? Me. 
Yeah. Even though I am terrified of them. Yeah, which is exactly what I said. Like <laughs> she hates them, but it's totally gonna be her. All right, Tyler. So who is most likely to deal with a spider? Hundred percent you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of them and I love them, but I'm terrified of them. <laughs> so who do you think is the most likely to deal with a spider? Me. Okay, do you think I answered the same? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely for, right. <laughs> for for reference, we own two tarantulas. That was not Dakota's choice. That was my choice. Um, he he, do, he he doesn't like them. So yes, I would be the one to deal with a spider, literally and figuratively. So that's three for three. Um, the uh, the women are carrying the team here on spiders. <laughs> Um, so question two, if, if I could eat only one food for the rest of my life, what would it be? And then same question for you. Does it have to be just one food? Yes. But you can, uh, like, yeah. You can say two. Your breakfast meal. Okay. So what is, what is my breakfast? Um, oatmeal and eggs. Oatmeal and eggs. (laughs) Yeah. So I said eggs and popcorn were my two, but I went with eggs. Okay. And then what, what would you eat? One food. Mm-hmm. Pasta. Ooh, I got that wrong. <laughs> um, so I went with toast with peanut butter and jam, but mm-hmm. your homemade bread. Yeah, that's, I've been having that for breakfast a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, I tried. I tried. <laughs> All right, Cassandra. Okay, Tyler. If I could only eat one food for the rest of my life, what would it be? Oh my God. Cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, so. I said pumpkin pie. Um, oh, I thought you meant that you would actually eat every day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and then what would you eat every day for the rest of your life? Protein shakes. Really? I said um, that curry with paneer and stuff. Oh, yep. That. Would that? Okay. So <laughs> maybe I got no, that No protein half, right? shakes because I eat those every day of my life. Sorry. Oh, yeah. What is it? What is it called? What is your Indian? Oh, paneer butter masala. Okay. It's amazing. I thought you would eat that forever, but I guess I was wrong. Sorry. Okay, Dakota, you guys. Dakota and Danielle. You could only eat one food for the rest of life. What would it be? And what do you think I would eat for the rest of my life if I could pick? If, if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life, even though I've somehow developed an intolerance to it, it would be potato pancakes. I got, I got that. I nailed it <laughs> on the head. I knew it would be that. Uh, what would Dakota want to eat for the rest of his life? You like so many different foods. It's hard to tell. I'm just going to say steak because steak is a good, like Copacabana steak. Uh, that's a good answer. I actually didn't have a good answer, so I went with Honey Nut Cheerios because oh I, I know it's pretty <laughs> pathetic. You and your but that's stupid me. Cheerios. Yeah, we didn't do well on that one. Um, first one was good. So third song, or third song, <laughs> third question what is my go-to karaoke song and what's yours? I don't know. I've never done karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can sing all little kids songs. We played Baby Shark fairly frequently. I actually, so I, <laughs> we, we got a new TV a while ago and I can airplay to it. Um, so every once in a while, I've been airplaying from my office um, Baby Shark onto the TV. And it always comes on super loud, so it scares the crap out of them, uh, which has been fun. Uh, so I've been doing that sometimes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know any. I can't even say what song you would. Yeah. So like specifically. Do you have an answer for yourself? Um, Five Little Ducks song. I've <laughs> okay. seen that a lot. <laughs> sure. So my aunt, I said. Uh, none, because like I wouldn't do karaoke, and you wouldn't do karaoke, and there's like. There's no way we would do karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> so that was my answer. Uh, so we got that one wrong. Um, Cassandra. Okay. Um, okay, Tyler, what is my go-to karaoke song? I'm racking my brain over this one. Um, I'd have to say Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Oh! <laughs> okay, um, so now what is your go-to karaoke song? Chandelier by Sia. No, I said Creed. <laughs> no, that's not my song. That's that's someone else's song that I sing. Okay, is that seriously Chandelier is your go-to? 
Is it? You've heard me kill Chandelier. You kill Chandelier, but yeah, I didn't know that yeah, was your Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's my song. Okay. I was wrong. I got it wrong. Damn. <laughs> Dakota and Danielle. <laughs> Tyler, I'm incredibly impressed that you got hers. That is like amazing. What is uh, yours and my go-to karaoke song? Mine would probably be Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. I did not know that. I had no idea what you say. I literally didn't even give an answer because I had no idea what you'd say. Yours would be some Imagine Dragon song. No, I said Sweet Caroline. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't. I can belt that one out pretty good. Yeah, good isn't the word I'd use. All right, so mixed mixed results on that one. Um, so next, Sarah, what was the best present I ever gave you? And what do you think the best, what do you think I would say to the same question? Um, for you, I think your mug, because you tell a lot of people about your mug. My dragon mug. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, she got it. <laughs> oh, you're really good at giving me presents. <laughs> Any of the Harry Potter stuff you've got me? Oh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so I went with your, your engagement ring because it's um, got Parker's birthstone. Oh. I wouldn't consider that a present. I know, I, I know, I know. That's what I said too. I wasn't <laughs> I sure. Mean, you I gave would... it to me, but I. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, yeah. I like this more than any other gift, but I wouldn't class this as a gift. Yeah, I kind of cheated on that one. <laughs> um, all right, Cassandra. Okay, so Tyler, what was the best present you ever gave me? Like that, I think. Like. I would have to say. A stuffed cheetah named Zimba. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was talking yes. about. She's <laughs> um, pretty okay. happy about that one. <laughs> it made me cry, actually. He's pretty good at hitting like perfect presents <laughs> on the head and making me cry because of the thoughtfulness that goes into them. Um, it's so important because like, uh, I spent a while in South Africa and actually cheetahs were like my favorite animal. So it ended up being like very meaningful and it was kind of a surprise that he was able to do that within like three months of our relationship. So that was... That's why it was my my favorite. And that was the best present. Um, okay, so what was the best present I ever gave to you? I have to say my weights. Oh yeah, the weight set. There's my metal weights in there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I said like video game something. I couldn't even think of. I was like, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> very good video at, game like, stuff. <laughs> you're easy to buy presents for, but none of them really like stick out because you know, like he he collects um, a lot of video games like NES and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh well, anything that's within that theme is a good present, but. Nothing they're that, all awesome. They're all awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like, it doesn't like stick out. So okay, I didn't think. Yeah, the, weights. The weights would have to be the, the most used. Yeah. Most fun one. Oh well, I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, Dakota and Danielle. <laughs> Why are you looking at me so intently? Because I'm curious. I I'm not great. The at best gifts. present that you ever gave me will be the future purchase of our first horse. Okay, that's definitely not what I said. <laughs> I said that necklace I got you. Our oh, first year anniversary. Oh, yeah. What necklace? <laughs> Clearly, I was right with my answer. I don't even think I have it anymore. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> what do you think uh, I said as the best gift you've ever gotten me? Um, My love. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's, come was, on. Was it... Um, I'm trying to think of all the presents I got you. Sweatpants? No. Come on, more sentimental than that. Sentimental. But... It is the teddy bear sitting right over there, the polar bear. Oh, the polar bear when I lived in Banff that I bought at a shopper's drug park. Yep. Now you explain it, it sounds less romantic. But... <laughs> oh, no, like we were, it was our first instance of long distance relationship. I was at a private hockey school a couple hours away from our hometowns, which are about 20 minutes away. And uh, for Christmas, was it Christmas? Or was it your I birthday? Think, I think it was Christmas. It could have been either. It's the same thing anyways. Um, yeah, I got him a polar bear with a little snow hat on. And it's super cute. And he's kept it this whole time. I know. I'm so sentimental. Right? And I obviously am not. Because I don't even know if I own the necklace. You got me still. All right. Um, so next question, Sarah. What is the weirdest food combination that I eat? And then what do you think I would say? The same question for you. It's not a combination, but I think it's weird that you eat the core of like apples and pears all the time. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's weird to me. Okay. Um, 
mine probably apples and cheese that you just recently oh, found yeah, out. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So I, I couldn't think of it. Um, but yeah, that was super weird. She just had apple slices with slices of cheese on them, which I thought was really It's like, really good. It doesn't sound good. Um and then uh yeah, no, I love my apple cores, kiwi skins, pears. Oh yeah, skins. Pear um pear cores, like great. Love it. It's my favorite part. Uh Cassandra. I have to defend both of your weird snacks. I love apples and cheese, and I will also eat the entirety of an apple barring the seeds. Um, <laughs> so I, I totally support both of those. Um, okay, so I forgot. Uh, what I said is I said for you something with cottage cheese. Okay, sorry. Uh, something with cottage cheese. And then for me, I had, I had peanut butter on something a while ago. I forget what it was. But you thought it was weird because I was eating peanut butter or something. So that's what I said. I don't. I don't. All right, Cassandra, sorry. No, it's all good. Um, okay, so Tyler, what is the weirdest food combination that I eat? Oh, where do I start? Um, <laughs> probably the weirdest would have to be cottage cheese and that gross protein powder that you always eat. Um, that one's gross. Uh, eggs and ice cream. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's funny. I could keep going, but yeah, dude. Like I said, my weirdest food combination is like ice cream and some non-dessert food item. So, like, I used tofu as an example, but literally, I've eaten ice cream on the top of pasta. Um, don't ask. I don't know. I can't explain it. But yeah, you got it right with the cottage cheese and protein powder. I said one of hey, the, <laughs> I said one of the two was going to be. Like those are weird, and, and I got both of them. What you were gonna say? Um, okay, so what's the weirdest food combination that you eat? Like that I would say, or that you eat? I guess. I don't know if I combine anything. <laughs> I just kind of eat. Okay, then what's like the weirdest food that you eat that I think is weird? I have no idea. I can't think of anything I eat. This. Can I give him a like a hint, <laughs> or is that not allowed, Lucas? What do you think? Give him a hint. Okay, it's you cook it in a pan. And I'm always quite kind of like skeptical about it. I'll give you a few more seconds and then I'm just going to blurt out what I think is weird. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me. Okay, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay styled scrambled eggs. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's weird to me. Weird, weird, That's weird, weird to everybody. <laughs> what is Gordon yeah. Ramsay style eggs? I have no idea what that is. All right, I'll leave it to, <laughs> I'll leave it to you. It's, to they're just a little more... Uh, runny, runny, and like really, like you think like scrambled eggs are like those like solid curds of egg in, in a big pile, but it's more like smooth, and it's pretty good. I don't know, he's got recipes on on YouTube. You can probably watch if you wanted to check it out. It's really good. It just looks kind of gross and is off putting to a lot of people who don't like their eggs less than solid. <laughs> So we went through, okay, so we went through a period of time where we were watching Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, like, religiously. Like, it became one of our, like, couple shows. And um, Tyler really likes cooking, so I think you just kind of were inspired yeah, by that. had to try it. And-, <laughs> and it was really good, despite what anybody else says. Uh, all right, Dakota and Danielle. <laughs> so we love Gordon Ramsay as well. I'll just say that. Uh, we love Hell's Kitchen. Uh, neither of us are huge into cooking. We do enjoy it, but I think the reason we love watching Hell's Kitchen is because he has some pretty good insults, and it's uh, pretty hilarious to see him throw those at people sometimes. Um, as far as weird foods, I have to say you are all a lot weirder than me. Uh, you guys eat weird stuff. I don't know why you do that. You'll eat literally anything. You're like a goat. You put, like weird like seasoning salt on a bunch of stuff seasoning salt is not weird it's the weirdest Um, thing so my answer was bananas and peanut butter on the sandwich but apparently that's not very weird according to that's a common thing i didn't so i i guess not apparently that's pretty common that's what i found out today that's what i've learned i grew up eating those for lunch like great yeah I don't think they're that weird. I think they're pretty good. I and don't if you know grill if- them like a like a grilled cheese sandwich, but peanut butter and banana instead, it's amazing. I've never done that. I will have to do that. Maybe that's what I'll do after we're done here. I'm hungry. Do it. All right. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting. I, I like uh, peanut butter and uh, banana. Um. Now, what's the weirdest thing I would eat? 
I did my fries and my milkshake. That's that. I think that's what I said. That is what I said. Yes. <laughs> I have to, I if I have a milkshake, I have to have fries with my milkshake. The milkshake has to be vanilla. It cannot be chocolate. And I dip my fries in my milkshake and the sweetness of the milkshake offsets the saltiness of the fries. Apparently that's not that weird either. No, it's not. It's a common thing. Um, so we've got a, a tired, hungry, cranky baby. So I'll ask the last one quick. Um, Sarah, what's my favorite color? And what's your favorite color? I think yours. Sorry. Um, I think yours is green. Yep. Yep. Um, mine is purple. Nice. Oh. I got. Yeah. <laughs> I got both of them. All right. I'll pass it over. Um, okay, I think that I might have gotten this wrong, but I hope so anyway, that I didn't. Um, so Tyler, wait, what's my favorite color? Um, it changes between green and blue. Oh, wow. Somewhere on that spectrum. Nice. Okay. And then what's your favorite color? Is, is black a color? Does that count? Yeah. Okay, I got it right. I thought you were going to say purple because it's one oh, of your favorites no. too, but I'm glad. Okay, no. he said black. I said black. We got them both right. If black's a color, not purple. Yeah. All right, Dakota and Danielle. I'm incredibly impressed with you guys. Um, so for us, green. Any specific green? Um, like an evergreen, like a dark green. Okay. I said my sp very specific answer was Saskatchewan Rough Rider green. But, uh, <laughs> you were close. I was close. And then green. what do you think I said was your favorite color? You probably said my favorite color was purple, but it's blue. I actually think I said blue. I know it's blue. Purple is a recent thing. Blue's the the go-to i know you better than you think i do <laughs> i would hope so <laughs> okay well i just want to thank all of our partners for joining us today on our podcast this second part of two on relationships in med school it's part of a greater series which you'll find linked on the website and i think it was really great having you guys come out today and share your thoughts with us and our audience and I'm glad to see that based on the questions that we did at the end, that we pretty well know our partners on these obscure random facts. But uh, yeah, join us for more on the next episode in our relationship series. If you would like to reach out, our email address is ldtbpodcastcommittee at gmail.com. We would like to thank the CFMS, our production team, co-hosts, and other members for making this podcast possible.